How's it going and welcome to the very first episode of Cut Loose with Kano and it's an absolute pleasure to be bringing these chats uh, live to a podcast uh, platform for you guys to listen to. As I've mentioned in the introduction, all of these yarns are done live on Instagram and I've absolutely ripped the audio right out of them and uh, sticking them in your ears right now. Today on the very first episode, it's an absolute pleasure to have on my older brother, Maya. Um, he is a dairy farmer just out of Rotorua in the North Island of New Zealand um, and we are talking to him today about his change from conventional dairy farming practices over to a regenerative approach, um, the reasons why he's done that, how he's done it, the, the challenges he's faced doing it, the pros, the cons, the good, the bad and the ugly and uh, yeah we'll be looking at not only just the physical changes and, and management strategies he's had to him. Uh, use to make that change but also the mental attitude and changes he's had to make to look at farming in a a lot more holistic way and and a whole different sort of set of um, strategies and tools he's used for the top two inches. So buckle up please if you do have some um, guests that you would like to hear on if you've got some ideas some um, constructive feedback the good the bad and the ugly I'm all here for it um and yeah please like share subscribe and do what you need to do to uh get these chats out um to a wider audience because i do believe there is some really good stuff in here for everybody but otherwise uh yeah stick my noise in your ears and uh buckle up for a good old yarn cheer how's it going everyone kano here welcome to cut loose with kano um, bloody excited about tonight because uh, there's been a lot of chat in uh, throughout the farming sector about regenerative agriculture. Um, you know, bit of for and against, bit of to and throw. It's a bit of a buzzword, bit of a bit of a fad, maybe some would say. Um, but bloody excited to be able to bring you someone who I've actually seen go through some change um, and and. I guess the mental and the physical uh, changes that have happened on farms. So um, bloody excited for that. Um, yeah, can't wait to crack into it. Um, like I said, it's cut loose with Kano, so feel free to grab yourself a beer, settle in, um, and I'll bring the big man on in just a second with Maya. So yeah, again, thank you very much, everyone, for coming. We'll just wait for him to join up. Um, and if you don't know, Maya is my brother, so of I've watched his journey. There he is. There he is, the big fella. How you going, big dog? Good, mate. How about you? Yeah, bloody good, mate. Bloody good on a thirsty Thursday. Oh, I'm thinking of, I, I like these ones. North yeah, Island, no, mate. We're in the North Island. Once you're a bit more mature, boy, you'll get into some spates. <laughs> I don't know if that will ever happen. Um, so yeah like I was saying um, Meyer is my brother um, and so I've seen his uh, whole life unfold in front of me, some good, some bad some ugly Um, and if you haven't noticed already Meyer got all the girth and I got all the length I think that's fair to say isn't it Meyer yeah mate so let's decide and if you want to you can Press the uh, little paper plane down the bottom of your screen and send this to someone who you think should be here. Uh, it's going to be a pretty interesting chat, I think, um, hearing it from the horse's mouth. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I wanted to do this one first. I wanted to do it a long time ago, actually, but 
we're here now and we'll get cracking into it. Um, so, first off, Mike, can you tell us where you are in the country, um, how long you've been there, and what, what? tell us a little bit of the background of your farm, I guess, and, and how you ended up there. Yeah, mate. Um, yeah, just first off, just to let everyone uh, out there know, I'm, I've been farming for about 23 years, um, always dairy farming, um, and pretty much most of that's been dimensional. So just a bit of background there. Um, and I've farmed in, in most systems, high-low inputs, um, irrigated, um, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Um, so we moved uh, to Ariamuri, which is uh, 20k south of Rotorua, uh, nine years ago, I think it was. I think this is our ninth season now. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we brought this farm... I was some other family shareholders. Um, I was lucky enough to to be able to do that. So we're married well. Oh, I married, yeah, yeah. Don't tell her that I, I married her for the farm, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like that back then, anyway. Um, um, yeah. So so we're we've got other shareholders on this farm, and we own a third of it, um, and we're the managers here. Um, it's ex-forestry conversion, uh, about 15 years out of trees. It's quite a steep farm, <laughs> challenging uh, terrain for dairy. Yeah, yeah, it's um, not something you'll probably see in Taranaki, Kane, eh? No, no, we really. put the um, young stock on that and all, all the beefies and just leave them to it. Maybe we don't milk off that quality. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's pretty much uh, goat fun, mate. <laughs> just yeah, just yeah. What I would say, yeah. like, the infrastructure there is mean, though. Like, it's um, the terrains. Like, I remember first, first time I ever went up there, I was like, what the fuck have you brought? But um, the infrastructure's outstanding. It's just the land that's significantly different to um, Taranaki, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And um takes a while to, like, when I first got here, I wouldn't even drive the tractor on a paddock, you know. Um, so now I, I go all over it. Not a problem at all. We yeah. just get... Bigger tractors here, um, yeah. and we're so how many how many thousand how many hectares? Yeah, uh, effective about two hundred and fifty hectares, and we're milking five fifty cows crossbreeds. Yeah, um, so yeah. it works out at roughly two point one to the hectare. Which yeah. um, if, if you had flat land, it'd be pretty equivalent to close to three cows to the hectare if you were on nice flat land. I uh, take into yeah. consideration. You know, some of them steeper sidelings probably grow five ton a year. Yeah, I could. Yeah, yeah I could imagine. We'd be lucky, probably, off some of that shit. Um, <laughs> but um, so, when you first went up there, I would consider you a fairly um, conventional farmer. Um, you're pretty, pretty by the book, I would say. Um, probably when you were down in Taranaki, not overly innovative or anything like that. Would be, would that be fair, or is that just yeah. my? Um, yeah. No, no, we just followed uh, good practice, dairy NZ principles. Um, always had, because we were lower order share milking a lot of the time, we always had um, consultants, you know, so yeah. followed pretty closely to what the Follow. farm owner wanted, you know, because that's how you keep them happy and everyone's happy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I came here, you know, pretty much thinking that uh, I knew how to farm conventionally so it wasn't going to be hard to turn this place around and 
and uh, chuck a bit of food on, mate, and get that all yeah, good. Yeah, we'll be humming. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how long into that? How long had you been there before you thought um, this might not work, or or what you were doing? You yeah. you've maybe bitten off more than you chew. You chew, You thought you could chew, maybe, or, or what? Oh, probably in the first six months, mate. I was thinking, fuck. <laughs> No. What have I done? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. But um, <laughs> um, you know, you just carry on and farm through it. But um, four years yeah. into it, it was you know after a season we had our, well probably two seasons we had all our fruit levels where they needed to be, um, yeah, uh, conventionally, um, and it was all good. We were growing a lot, a lot of grass in the in the spring and that, and that was all good. No worries. Um, but come to yep. a two weeks of bloody hot, dry weather, and fuck me, you know, you're we're in trouble. No thanks. Um, <laughs> and then you, you, you sort of think, yeah, no, two, two weeks were the first farm to dry out, mate, definitely. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. us in the next grocery conversion. Um, so... We were just buying and feed, and and um, you'd make money in spring and lose it back all all in the summer, you know. Um, yeah. So after, and I thought, oh, it'll get better. It'll get better. Um, which I suppose slowly it got a little bit better. Um, but then I sort of thought, fuck, what, what what's happening here? So when you go, I went out and dug a hole, mate. And I actually yeah. for the first time in my twenties. 20-year dairy farming career, I went and actually had a look at some soil. And um, I found that I found the ryegrass roots were, uh, um, you know, three or four inches deep. And no one's happy with three or four inches, they came. So, <laughs> Story of my life, yeah. mate. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm always getting complaints. That might be it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought, you know, and the, and the and obviously we had a ryegrass um, system, like everyone yeah. else, and um, yeah, the, just dried up really fast. The roots weren't deep, and and even if you go onto a lot of other dairy farms, you know that yeah, when you actually dig a hole and have a look, that you haven't got that much resilience um, in your root yeah. depth. Ryegrass is not. Yeah. Ryegrass, sure, you're going to have short roots, yeah. So, but the, ours was worse, and and, and yeah. on hills. So, yeah. that's the stage. I thought, fuck, I need to build some topsoil and get deeper roots. That's what was going through my head, you know. So, um, Post I was lucky enough. Head, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need a bit more resilience. Well, I was thinking, fuck, if we if we could just get through summer, we'd be making a lot of money. Uh, yeah. um, at that I, point, I were you making any money or was it just fucking going uh, around in a circle? Yeah, probably on that year four we were, we were making money on a reasonable payout. But then, of course, yeah. you, you know what happens. Yeah. You, don't get it, you don't get a reasonable payout and, and, you know, and that's where we're heading. We want to be profitable in a low payout and, and in a drought. That's my aim. Yeah. Ten years. Yeah. yeah. Um, and anyway, at that stage, I was lucky enough to um, go to a barbecue and the two young young couple there, 
and I was telling them how I'm going to put some compost on and build some topsoil, you know? Yeah. And um, they were like, nah, that's not how you build topsoil. Nah, nothing like that at all, mate. And I was like, fuck, whatever. So they said, um, come along and listen to this Australian lady, Christine Jones. And I was like, oh, yeah, it sounds interesting, but I just thought, what the fuck is an Australian going to teach me about dairy farming, you know? That's what yeah, went yeah. through my head. <clears throat> but um, I, I went anyway because I was interested. It's another pre-barbecue, um, isn't it, probably? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I went along anyway and listened to her, eh? and, and some of the stuff she said I went through my head. Why, why wasn't I taught this when I was a young young dairy farmer about biology yeah. and and how that relationship with pasture and, and soil microbes actually work? I was blown away that I I knew absolutely nothing about it, Kane. You know, I knew about yeah. a few worms. Um, yeah. And, and what she said was, if you want to build topsoil, that's the relationship between plant roots and microbes. So the, the plant's feeding the, the, the microbes with sugars from photosynthesis, yeah? yeah? So it's yeah. coming out of the root. And in return, the plant gets minerals from them, from them microbes. Yeah. <coughs> so, oh, yeah. But when you use um, a whole heap of synthetic fertilizer, that, that relationship breaks down a bit. So yeah. um, you can imagine a plant with a whole heap of nitrogen there and, and You've just you've got some some superphosphate on there, and it doesn't need to ask a microbe to get it any minerals, does it? Because it's just all there available. So yeah. you know you break that that sort of relationship's gone, and so that was the sort of the start of it. Came um, we decided yeah. to do a trial with um, seaweed, um, biological yeah. seaweed, agri Um I thought well, actually, when I came home from there, and I talked to Jenny. She said, it sounds like you've joined a fucking cult. <laughs> it was fucking funny, eh? And, yeah. and I was like, um, yes. And I just said, I'll oh, we'll crack into the whole farm and give it a give it a whack. And she said, no. And so I had to <laughs> listen to her. She, yeah, that's right. You know, we've got other shareholders and all of that, which is fair enough, mate. Um, yeah. So we ended up doing I'd a trial. No yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so we did. We ended up. We started a forty hectare trial. Um, so we took yeah. all the fertilizer out and replaced it with just seaweed. Really, it's yeah. fermented seaweed. Um, and we did yeah. four soil tests there. Um, yeah. so it was really interesting. It's actually been going for five years, and we kept it going just because people kept yeah. saying. Are you going to run out of phosphate soon? Oh, it'll be in the fourth year. It'll be in the fifth year. So we're up to five years now. Um, and I've yep. still got one conventional paddock, you know. And um, yeah, because people say, oh, naturally your farm's going to get better. You know, it's a, a pine conversion. Yep. It'll get better eventually. So we've got this one paddock that I still put quite a bit of fertilizer on and that. Um, and, you know, the soil's totally different, mate. Um, so yep. that's good. It's good to see some results. Yeah. Um, when Christine Jones came back in the country, I think it was a year later, um, she was talking up a, a, a big talk about multi-species pastures and once you get over eight species, you can 
you can get quorum sensing going in the ground because different species of of grasses and herbs and clovers, they all have different sugars, you see. Different yep. types of sugar. They feed the biology. And then you get yep. a bigger range of biology and they all sort of work in different ways and and um your yep. soil really follows up. Yep. So I um I brought ten hectares of the seed mix from Wesco. Um I, I saw in one of their pamphlets that said a goat farmer had grown eighteen tonne eighteen tonne hectare from this yep. mix. So I got a pretty a pretty similar mix to that. Um and I put that in <laughs> and I changed my management of it a bit. I let it get a bit longer in my yep. I still farm conventionally. I let it yep. get a bit longer. About a a forty day round I think I was on and, and um yep. got quite long and I was doing things like putting the cows in there to graze it and it was fucking long and I if you had ryegrass like that, mate, the cows are gonna crash, eh? So yep. I, put, I was putting the cows in there and the fucking milk would go up. Yeah. And I was thinking, fuck, I'm onto something here. I'm spending no <laughs> money. I'm not yeah. putting any fertiliser on. You know, it's cheap as chips. And, and the fucking cows milk better whenever they go through there and it's long as fuck. So you got way more resilience in the summer. So that's yeah. when I cracked in. Yeah, I really... And, and also probably the biggest thing in that paddock as I, Christine came back to the farm, and I and she's like, "Oh, have you dug a hole in there?" No. <laughs> um, so I uh, I dug a hole, and fuck, I had um, all this black topsoil came in eighteen months. You know, I can um, I can verify that most of your farm is just straight pumice, so uh, <laughs> you know there's not much topsoil there at all, with if any, in a lot of places, eh? No, there wasn't, yeah. Yeah. I'll just mm. I don't know if I can do this, but can you see that? Oh you point it down a bit, mate. There you go. The black stuff, now that's that... what we get in Taranaki. Yeah, well there's fuck all of that on this farm to start with. But um yeah. pretty much impossible in, in carbon scientist size to do that. Um yeah. And and we're double, we actually doubled our carbon from thirty centimeters, uh, sorry, from fifteen centimeters to thirty. So yep. that's where you, you know, ryegrass farmers don't get roots down there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we got we got some deep, you know, most of New Zealand's uh, soil is saturated in the top fifteen centimeters, but not yep. past that. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Well, that was pretty exciting. I can't wait for the fucking government to pay me for that. That's going to be. <laughs> that's going You'll to be, be waiting. <laughs> that's going to be worth more than my bloody milk one day, eh? <laughs> so, um, cracking on like there's, yeah. there is something we'll, we'll get to a bit more of that in a minute. Um, there's been a lot of talk about. Um, I guess the definition of regenerative agriculture. Um, and the you know. It would be fair to say that it's an American term um, and it's something that's sort of been pioneered over there, I guess, because, uh, you know, if, if you know anything about the American Dust Bowl and, and what happened over there. Um, and, you know, there's an, the argument, I guess, is that we're already doing a lot of that to a point, um, or, or we are doing it, is, is the argument, I guess. What's your, um, you know, 
regardless of the argument, what's your, your definition of regenerative agriculture? What do you see it as? Yeah, that's a tough one, Kane, because we're so different to the American cropping systems, you know, we're dairy farming and we're, and we're, we're looking for perennial pastures, really, aren't we? So, yeah. um, soil soil and animal health for me is is um, something that was never there before. Oh, animal health was, but soil health, number one. Yeah. Some of the def some of the principles from America probably um, don't they they apply here, but they are they are marginal on seasons and that. So, um, yeah. multi species multi species um, is a is a number one for me. That's a principle that yeah. if you're really looking to have healthy soil, um, that's number one. And we don't have that in New Zealand. So I don't yeah. know. There's no there's no argument there. We're not regenerative yeah. farming because we're not monoculture, right? So yeah. that, that's a that's pretty easy to say. No, we're not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, what, in your eyes, is it is it more a focus on soil health rather than um, you know starting your thinking at, at that end of the spectrum rather than the animal health or product? I guess end of the end of the yeah. chain in that sort of sense. I think all of that comes with it. Once you get soil, soil health happening on your farm, mate, the animal health costs just go down. Um, yeah. Yeah. Farming is getting a lot easier for me. Um, so, yeah, soil I health. Tell, mate, you're not getting any smaller. No, it's all muscle, mate. All muscle. <laughs> um, Cracking on, if we have a, if you wouldn't mind sharing with us um, some of the, the change in KPIs that you've seen, so the key performance indicators, um, g'day Maxie, um, you know, your, your key performance indicators, so your, your mating performance, your carving, uh, your production's obviously um, changed throughout the years, but um, no doubt you've seen a trend. Uh, can you talk a couple yeah. about, about a couple of those, what, what the change has been over the years? Yeah, okay. Well, I've got a bit of a curveball in there because uh, last year we went once a day. So, yeah, that's, um, right. Makes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you, what are you farming for? That, that's why we went once a day as well. Um, bit of lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so it, it makes it hard to quantify what's what's come from once a day and one's, what's come from regen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What I want to get a feel for is, is over the nine years, what's your production done? And then we can talk about um, some of the effects and consequences of that. Um, yeah. In a couple of minutes. Mm. So what, what did you start off with in the first few years? First year we did 225,000 milk solids. And that, yeah. year we lost the, that, that year we lost the most money. Yeah, the highest, highest yeah. production lost the most money by a long way, a long, long way. Yeah. So, production to me means fuck all um, on this system. Yeah. Um, I'm all about profit, mate. Um, yeah. And having a low cost system, making a profit in a, in a drought and a low payer is where it's at for me. Um, yeah, for sure. I might make. I might make a little bit less than, say, a high input, a really good high input guy that's on a high payout, but I'll make a shitload yeah. more than them guys on a low payout. So, um, yeah. 
an answer came. It's a hard production. Um, well, well, like, what's your target for the few months a day? Uh, we're looking at one hundred eighty thousand. Yeah. Okay. So last year, last year we lost um, about seventeen percent. We were down. That was our first year once yeah. a day. And generally, yep. that's I think you're looking at fifteen to twenty on your first year, um, yep. and and we had we had a bit of a dry spell, so yep. that didn't help. Yeah. Um, yeah. This year we're we're ranging uh, I think around the ten percent up on last year, um, so yep. I think we'll get up well, we'll get up to uh, around about one hundred and eighty. Um, so yep. that's that'll be second year, and if we if we do anywhere from 180 to 200. Um, yeah, we'll be we'll be creaming it, mate. So there's yeah. uh, 550 cows. So that would be, what's that per cow? Three. Oh, oh I should have missed. Is it 350? 350, 360, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and they're, they're a pretty crossbred Jersey herd, aren't they? Yeah, we're we're looking about uh, Jersey 11. That's about yeah. where our best cows are. That sort of because we're pretty steep. We don't want big cows, you know. We like yeah. them efficient. Yeah. yeah. And um, what have you seen in terms of mating performance, particularly um, going to uh, once a day? I know that uh, a few years ago you started going once a day after Christmas. Um, mm. Over the last couple of years, and now you've gone to full full season once a day. What's happening with your mating performance? Oh, fucking unbelievable, mate. I think we did 94. Oh, geez, they're just riding hard. <laughs> um, nah, uh, 93 or 94% in three weeks up. No cedars or anything. Yeah. I think and we had the fastest calving in um, 23 years of dairy farming this year, mate. It was fucking yeah. out the gate, you know. Um, and that's where our... That's, yeah, that's where our um, our, our uh, extra productions come from that's you know days of milk. Uh, I yeah. I want to milk five. I actually want to milk five hundred cows. This is one of my goals. I want to milk five hundred cows. I want to do four hundred a cow, and get to two hundred thousand. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. you've got to average, you average one point three three for three hundred days. Kane, yeah. that's your average. It's not it's yeah. not a lot. You you got to peak yeah. at about one. So yeah. days and milk's really important. Very important. We milked yeah. till the first of June this this year through that dry spell. Um, we got through that reasonably well. Um, yeah. We I, I pretty much um, graze conventionally at the start because I've got the carvings that fucking fast. I ran out of grass. Um, yeah. You know, and I'm not going and putting on hundreds of kilos of fertilizer or nitrogen. Um, yeah. I just put on about. 10 or 15 kilos at a time. Um, and then I buffer yep. that with biologicals and that. So, so um, talk, talk us through your, um, your food. What, what food are you putting on or, or what are you putting on your, yeah. on your tucker now? Yeah. Okay. So um, just to let you know, our food bills um, gone from about $160,000 a year down to about 60. So That's saving nice. a good, saving a hundred K there, mate. First year, actually. Yeah, I just spent that on a. Um, the first year we did it, I just spent it straight away on a nice big brand new sprayer, mate. That was good. Um, <laughs> Get some <what> <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 
Um, so what I what I use is um, I use a, a quite a bit of uh, fine lime, magnesium, um, boron, uh, all that sort of stuff. Have I gone? Oh, there we go. Um, and I get that ground up and I spray that on. And with that, I put on um, Agrisease and I put on Biomarinus fish. I've just started using that. That's a really good product yep. too. Um, and then if I'm yep. adding um, nitrogen to it, which I usually do in the spring, um, I'm yep. putting on about 10 to 15 kilos of N. And then I buffer yep. that with some um, fulvic acid, right? Yep. So that's a humate. Put a bit of that yep. in. Um, bit of molasses in there that fires up a bit oh. of the bacteria. Yeah, but yeah. that's cheap. Yeah, you know. So yeah, we're not we're not looking at um, too much of the um, super phosphate or all that sort yeah. of stuff. I haven't put any of that on for for three years on the whole farm, um, and our levels yeah. are. We do a lot of. We still do soil testing. I keep an eye on it. Uh, one day we yeah. might. So have what, what, have, what have you seen in the soil test? What, what has there been much change or anything outstanding happening? Well, tell you what, I can give you these conventional dairy farmers a bit of advice if you want on on yeah, soil on. testing. Okay, some of them might Don't fire up. It might be interesting. Yeah, fucking a. Don't let your bloody uh, fertilizer rep do the soil test for number one. They're selling you the product. That's one of the dumbest things dairy farmers do. Don't, yeah, and if do you that. do let them do it, yeah, duh. Come on, bro. <laughs> buy a, it's really cheap. You go and buy your own tester and send it in. It's easy. Do it yourself. Yep. Um, and then the, you're not going to pick out the, the yellow patches in your paddock, are you? Um, yep. Right? And then don't soil test in the winter. Whatever you do, do not soil test in the winter. I know you think you got more time. If you want to know truly what's in your soil, do it in the, when the grass is growing in the spring, mate. Because I've done, yep. we've done five years of trials now, and um, we've had Olsen P levels go from 15 to 65 in the same spot, right? In a matter yep. of four months, we haven't applied anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. But just be careful. Yeah. A soil test is just a guideline. Um, just be yeah. careful and do it, do it at the right time of the year. Just be smart about it. You can save yourself quite yeah, a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think people are getting better with it, and not all not not all um, fertilizer reps are like that. But there, you know, there's a few dirty <laughs> there, eh? No doubt, there is in every industry out in there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so have, have you seen any difference, in, particularly in those paddocks? Um, just quickly, how much of your farm is in this multi-species? Yeah, well, we cracked into it pretty hard last autumn. We've got about 70% in now. So I, I've got yeah. a four-metre Gaspardo drill there, Kane, you know? Yeah. We've got all the extra cash floating around now, so it's all good. Um, so I just... I just drill that in after the drought there when all my ryegrass is fucked, you know. Yeah. And I just drill in in the dry and way it came. So that was good. Yeah. Um, so that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I've done, yeah, that's that's the, my way to do that is just drill it at the end of summer and it seems to be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And how many different species are you putting in this mix in general? Do you mix it up a little bit, or have you got a have you got your uh, recipe sort of sussed? Well, so yeah, I've got a pretty good mix now, mate. Um, I've had some fucking nightmares with a few mixes I did. They were just shit, you know. <laughs> just disasters, you know. I've had a yeah. few disasters along the way, Kane. But you know, when you're trying you're something new, and yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I've done up to 30-way 30, 30 mixes and that. But you got to be really careful with them because um, there's a lot of annuals in it. And if you, yeah. if, you do, if you do that, you've got to be prepared to get in there and drill it um, with some more perennials. So now I just do a, a nice 10-way mix, again, all perennial. Yeah. And then I yeah. chuck on top of that, just for a bit of extra spring growth, I chuck a few annuals in there, maybe some oats, a uh, bit of yeah. linseed in there as well. Um, yeah. Yes. Just same sorts of things, um, and I'm just looking for a real grass base. I, I don't do any crops. I've got this new yep. thing I'm doing. Uh, it's real mean. You'll love it. <laughs> so instead, instead of putting in like a chicory crop for summer, right? Because I got yep. all these species in there now, and I've got heaps of herbs. I put in quite a high rate of herbs. Well, yep. instead of going and either ploughing it up or spraying it out or whatever, I just shut the gate. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's cheap, man. It's cheap. The old deferred Plus grazing. Food. Yep, deferred grazing, mate. And I'll tell you, you know, you can grow it. If you did it with rye grass, you know it's shit. Yeah. If you did it just with cox, it would just be shit. Um, yeah. yeah, but, you know, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. So I, I can, if you haven't seen any regen farms around the place, you go and look at the paddocks and it just looks like an absolute dog's breakfast, doesn't it? Because it's so far removed from what we see um, yeah. through most typical typical bloody um, pastures around New Zealand. It's, it's, it's about, what, what does it get up to? Sort of half a metre tall um, and all sorts of crap yeah. in there, really, isn't it? Yeah, well, you know how tall Jenny is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's all. <laughs> so a good, maybe five foot, five foot yeah, high. Yeah, about five foot. <laughs> um, Cracking. But not at the moment, Kane. I like quality in the spring, mate. While the cows yeah. are cycling and that, I was whacking around on a twenty-day round. Um, yeah. Just at the start of mating, I was on a thirty, and I, the grass just cranked. Eh? So I, I just whacked them on a twenty-day round for three weeks over mating. Back on a 30 yep. now, slowly start pushing that out. I'll get out to a 40 or 50 day round going to the summer and I'll just have grass everywhere, mate. But I, you know, mate. Do you find that um, over the summer the, these multi-species are obviously hanging on pretty well and providing enough feed in general? Yeah, I mean, I, that's why we cracked into it so much last year because, um, yeah, the ryegrass just doesn't handle it here on these hills and, um, and a lot yeah. of places, I suppose, it just, it's not designed for it. It's a spring grass. Um, yeah. There's a, there's other grasses <laughs> that are, and, and the herbs do well. And the and the yeah. red clovers and loose, a little bit of lucerne in that does well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, definitely holds on a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. You've, yeah. Um, you've touched yeah. on, you've got a few toys now because you've got money coming out your ass. Um What's um, and it's up to you whether you whether you talk 
particular numbers here, but what sort of um, difference have you noticed, I guess, in the farm working expenses? There's, there's obviously been a drop because you're, you're focusing on that more so than your production and what have you. Um, what's, what's the difference been? Yeah, I think we were uh, just above five bucks um, earlier on, and now we're around three fifty. Yeah. Um, Where do you see the? Um, what, have you got an end goal? Have you got a target you're after? No. Oh, look, I tell you what. I went to see this uh, farmer in the Waikato, this uh, Regen Organic guy, and yes. um, blew me away. Mate. He's been doing it for seventeen years. Uh, farm working costs ninety cents. And getting paid ten bucky. Go marry into that family then. <laughs> yeah, beautiful farm. Um, but now I think I'd like to get under three bucks because I like um, tractors and gear, and I like doing <laughs> shit like that. You know, yeah. he, he couldn't do anything, whereas yeah. I like to get out, and, you know, experiment. And, Spend a bit of money yeah. on uh, up a digger, and oh, you know, I'm, you got to do Just mate, like good money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so three bucks, we can get the three, three bucks would be good. Yeah, and Top that's that's pretty. Um, if you look across dairy farming in New Zealand, three bucks is a pretty good. Um, you know, most of yeah. the good operators are around there. There's not that many that would be under. Um, yeah, there'd be a lot right. over though. Oh, there'll be a lot. Of, I, I think you'll be surprised what the average is now. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. Um, and we keep, you know, just just from my perspective, once I've got into this region ag, I, I think there's a lot of money goes out our gates, eh? And we don't, to all these, we're, we're giving a lot of money to these townies, you know? Yeah. And we don't keep that much for ourselves. We do a fuckload more work. I'll tell you. Holy shit. Yeah. There's a lot of money going out the gate, mate, and there's um and we've got workers now. Yeah. Regen Ag is, is a mindset change to do that. It's it's um yeah, I get a bit pretty juiced up about it. Yep. <laughs> um talking about um, I guess other things you've seen that are, you know, afterthoughts or consequences of this change that you've you've implemented on your farm, um, and I'm talking things like obviously your work-life balance has been able to change um, going once a day. Um, you know, obviously there's probably been a bit less stress. What what have you know? What was your headspace? I guess when you when you went up there, and I know you know you're a conventional farmer, twice a day milker, hard worker. You'd come from a farm where you were. I don't know, milking how many fucking hundred through a through a forty or side hearing bone doing the big hours. Um, how important's that been to I know starting the journey, I guess, and then continuing on with it? Yeah, I mean, when you buy your first property, I suppose you're pretty enthusiastic. You've got plenty of energy, um, but I just saw the same circle we were going into. You know, like yeah, we'd be putting on all this fertiliser, trying to get a surplus so we could cut silage so we could feed it back out a month fucking later, you know? Yeah. And I, I just got, I, I think I just got sick of that system after 20 years as well. Been doing it for yeah. so long and, and a change sort of got me excited about farming again, Kane, you know? 
Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely was. Um, you definitely get in the sort of rhythm. You know, when you're when you're 25 or 30, you're all. Uh, it's all good. But when you get a bit yeah. older and you've been doing the same shit for that long, and Dairy NZ tell you to do the same shit again, um, <laughs> boring. Pretty fucking yeah. boring. You know, yeah. but you got to have some. You got to have some sex there to change. You know, it's not easy. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Not easy to so, what, speaking of that, what what was how hard was that? Because um, I know I've had a lot of conversations with you, and it's it's a fucking mind fuck, really. Um, understanding how you run your farm now, because you know you go on these big long rotations and and shut up these bloody weeds for the cows to graze, and you know it's an absolute mind fuck. Um, how yeah. hard was that mental barrier? Um, oh. and, and was there something that sort of just made it click? Oh, Jesus, it's it's bloody hard, mate, to get your head out of 1,500 cover uh, residuals and all of that stuff. Yeah. But um, There's been lots of little click moments, I suppose, you know, digging them holes at the start that, that excited yeah. me. Um, there's been a few farms I've, I've sort of gone and, and a few farmers that have been actually doing it for ages. You just don't hear yeah. about them. Um, yeah. And, you know, a bit of wisdom there. And you'll find yeah. Regen Farmer, the whole community, will just give you any information you want, mate. You know, yeah. there's no, like, there's no uh, holding back on, on different techniques, and it's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, the grazing is the heart. Probably the, the fertiliser was easy. I, I got yeah. rid of that straight away. It was no problem for me. Um, the grazing we, 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 and the mouldy We just won't put any on, mate. Mate? <laughs> We got rid of it. We just don't put any on because we're miserable. <laughs> Taranaki farmers, eh? But <laughs> the Maori species, I just thought that, that the whole... Um, I didn't even know many other grasses came. I think I knew ryegrass and fescue. That was it. I didn't even know. I remember talking to Uncle Ian about what I was doing and he was like, oh, what sort of grasses are you putting in? You know, prairie grass, coxfoot, timothy. He goes... Oh fuck! It took me twenty years to kill all of that, you know. <laughs> just shows you, yeah. shows you the um, resilience of them types of plants, you know. They are like a weed. Yeah, okay. I've got coxfoot here, and it's a motherfucker sometimes. Like the old stuff, the old, the old granddaddy stuff. Gee, that never dies, never dies, eh? <laughs> never dies. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it's obviously yeah, massive, a massive mindset shift, eh, that, um, you know, you you obviously had to go into it pretty open-minded. Um, would you would you have said before you went up there you would have been fairly closed-minded to this sort of carry-on? You probably would have said it was a fucking cult too. Oh, mate, I would have thought, if I looked at myself now, if I could, you know, look, look forward and see what I was doing, I think I was a fucking crazy idiot, I was say. <laughs> you know, back then it was yeah. my mind. I would have thought yeah. I was nuts and crazy and put some more bloody nitrogen on my... That's what, what yeah. I, I would have thought, you know. Yeah. Whack around a DAP on, boy, that'll get it going. Yeah. That, that, sort of, <laughs> that, that, was, that was my attitude, and I think... Um, Farmers actually like coming and having a look here because I was real conventional. I, I wasn't always sort of um, open-minded. 
and I think you got to yeah. you got to allow yourself um, you got to allow yourself to know that you don't know everything. You you don't actually know fuck all. It's hard to it's do. It's a fucking that. hard thing to admit to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and I just think, you know, I know a lot, but when it comes to soil and regen ag, I don't know fuck all still. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a good way to be, though, because you're always learning. Um, in terms of long term, you talked a little bit about some of your goals, what you want to, what you want it to get to. Can you go a little bit further into, I know we've had um, some conversations about self-sufficiency, that sort of thing. So what do you, do you have an in place, I guess, where you'd like to see the farm and what does that sort of look like? Um, yeah, I want to, I'd like to see it um, kind of, Reasonably easy to run. Um, yeah. A pretty basic sort of um, ecological system that is self-sufficient. I'm not. I'm not relying on too much um, brought-in feed. And at the moment, we do buy in quite a bit of feed cane, so we'll slowly yeah. reduce. I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm smart enough not to just pull that out. Um, yeah. And I want to see. I want to see how much grass I can grow like this. For, you know, first before I reduce my stocking rate or anything. Um, So, yeah, I just think um, a self-sufficient farm would be really nice without too much money going out my gate, mate, and all coming back in. Um, Just in terms of that, so do you see 100% of your farm going into these multi-species over the next couple of years? Or are you going to keep certain paddocks to make ryegrass silage or anything like that? Like, what's the... Is it going to be a hundy multi-species or what's the go? Well, the only ryegrass left on the farm will be that um, conventional paddock, mate. You yeah, know? so the whole lot will be... Can Can you make silage out of this multi-species I'll stuff? Or have you, have you done you, it? I'll tell you when the fucking contractor turns up. <laughs> give him a shout-out. I'll give him a hurry-up. <laughs> what's the cunt's name? There's silage everywhere around here. Like, the grass is going mad and... Um, it's just yeah. rained every day for the last fucking three weeks, so um, he's uh, under a bit of stress, I think. Um, but when he gets there again, I'll, um, I'll let you know. I think it's going to be beautiful, mate. Yeah, yeah that'll be pretty... that'll be really interesting to see. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be awesome stuff. Um, it's getting pretty long though. <laughs> yeah, I see. There's um, there's another region farmer here, Sarah Troughton. She's just. Uh... Over the way in the Waikato, the mighty mighty Waikato. So she says yes, definitely. So I'd believe that. I wouldn't argue with her. Um, um, do you think, like, in terms of the barriers, um, there's a lot of, from what I've seen, a lot of the conversations around regen ag. Um, a lot of people just straight out poo poo it without even looking at it, or say, you know, we're already doing it. Ra ra ra. What are the barriers? I know there's a lot of story, or there's a few stories like yourselves coming out now. Um, yeah. What are the other barriers, I guess, to um, people looking more into this? You know, is there enough research? Is there enough information out there? Um, or, or is it simply a closed-mindedness um, that, you know, it's bloody hard to change us farmers to do anything? Look, I don't think it, this is for everyone. And, I mean, if you're doing a bloody good job as a conventional farmer, um and you, you've got good soil health, you're not over the top with your fertiliser use and you're making a nice profit, you, know, you may not, you, you may not yeah. want to do this. 
you know there's yeah. that's that that's just how it is and all my mates are farm dairy farmers and they do a bloody good job um yeah but i think there's some there's a lot of um stuff you can take out of regen farming as a conventional farmer that will actually make your business more profitable and that's, what would they be uh fertilizer efficiency cane number one you guys are pouring a shit yep. ton of money down the drain, you know, and it's not hard yep. to um, it's not hard to reduce your your fertilizer um, down and get the same response. Um, there's a lot yep. of tricks that regen farmers use, um, and and um, I, I think farmers should be fucking excited about this. They can make more yep. money. Why yep. wouldn't you give it a go? And that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's sort of my. I'm. I'm yeah. really interested. In it. I don't. I'm not sure if I'd do it, but there's got to be. Um, there's got to be. You know, some learnings that that any farmer can can take away from this. And I think. Um, you know what I take out of what you're doing is particularly that that sending money to town or, or that reliance on um, external inputs. Um, you know, I think the, the focus on profit is 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 really the key in any in any business, obviously. But I don't, I don't think even even myself sometimes probably don't um, focus on it enough at times. Um, and I think there's definitely going to be some tricks come out of Regen Ag that um, any of us farmers, even even the sheep and beef guys, can can use or, or horticulture as well for that matter. Um, yes, how. I guess uh, uh, one thing that's becoming more popular and, and something I'm delving into a little bit is is once a day. How how important is that to your system now? Oh look, we just made the decision that um, instead of getting another staff member, we were just going to go once a day. Um, Regen will be absolutely fine on twice a day, no worries yeah. at all. I just we just want to, you know, get into the stage of the life. Kids are getting older. We, we don't want to miss yeah. out on too You're much. You're getting older, you know? Chum. That's the fucking reason. <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you what, the bloody hangovers are bad when you're over 40. <laughs> no doubt, no yeah. doubt. I feel that already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, um, I, sort of, I, was, I was having a think about it today because you, you, know, you touched on an important point there that it's not for everyone. It's not going to be yeah. for everyone, but would it be a fair comment to say that, um, you know, we've got this goal, I guess, in New Zealand or, you know, farmers around the world to be sustainable, which is a really big word at the moment, um, sustainably producing our product. Um, we almost, you know, we're at that stage where we, we need that social license to produce food, believe it or not. Um, some people don't want us to do it. Um, do you sort of see that we've all got that same goal um, and we've got on this side, I guess, the, the conventional fertiliser route, which, you know, when done well, has, has the, a very similar result. You know, that, that circle of, um, of, of soil health can still be achieved that way. Um, Regen Ag is, a, is another way to reach that, you know, a, a, different, a different approach to, uh, or a different road to Rome, so to speak. Would that be a fair comment? Yeah, I think... Um... We can all do it better, yeah. you know. All the, all the 
all the farmers, we can all do it better. Um, we've got way more potential to be um, more profitable and and also um, use less fertiliser and still get the same production. Um, yeah. But I just look, if you look at the what production we're doing in New Zealand now, it's massive compared to 20 years ago. If you look at the yeah. profit, it's exactly the same. So there's a lot of, um, yeah. you know, tick ticket clippers along the way that are getting all the money, mate. And, yeah. and we're the hardest working people in the world. We should be getting more money. Yeah. Fucking A to yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I, read, I think, I think regen principles are a lot about profit. And I, 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 I don't think conventional farmers think that. They don't, they yeah. think we're like greenies or something. Theories. Some of us. Theories, yeah. Theories. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they don't. They probably say that on Facebook, but they wouldn't say that at the pub, eh? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of that happens on Facebook, more. I'm, I'm, I've noticed. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll um, probably about wrap it up. Is there anyone out there listening that's got any questions, um, um, something more specific or particular they would like to ask? By all means, chuck it in the comments there. Um, Ma's pretty happy to happy to answer anything. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, <laughs> it's it's an interesting thing. I, I think as farmers across the country, there's what I can see throughout New Zealand is there's going to be places in New Zealand like like the farm that you're on that would really benefit from going down this road rather than the conventional. Um, and there's also probably places like the the Taranaki Plains that um, we're, we're probably very fortunate um, with the soil. Um, we've, we've got in the in the sort of system well how most of us run it anyway would would you agree with that sort of sense oh look I think that um, it doesn't matter what sort of land you are my personal opinion is Kane that um, because I've actually seen it on beautiful Waikato land that you can be yeah. a region farmer and make just as much money and I think be a hell of a lot more resilient um, but it's it's um, the journey to get there, mate, is um, small steps at the start. You know, yeah. it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. So, well, look, we're going to be forced into a bit of it anyway with um, the way governments are going and 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 the people buying our food, what they want. So yeah. there's going to be a push that way, I think, in the next 15 years. Um and people will start um, using regen techniques, I think, anyway. I think that's yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah, that's maybe not. Really. I've just got a few, got a few questions come through. Um, how many shifts a day? Um, is that something I haven't got my head around? So are you doing regular shifts during the day, or, or what is it, no. once or twice a day, or conventional? What's the at, the moment, uh, at, at the moment, they're on uh, twice-a-day shifts, so... Um, during mating, they were on three three shifts a day. Um, yeah. When we get, if we're looking like we're going to lose a bit of quality cane, we'll, we'll high density our cows, high density graze them. It's another little tool yeah. that we've got. You don't, you don't have to get the fucking tractor out and top it. You can high yeah. density it and, you, and another way of feeding the soil that costs nothing. So um, yeah. uh, we got up to, uh, I think we got up to seven shifts a day last year for a month. 
Yeah. Yeah, if it was quite it was pretty ridiculous. I don't think I'll do that again, but maybe three or four. Yeah, yeah. so and that, and that and just varies throughout the year generally. Yeah, I'm not doing you're not gonna do that through through carving, it's more November, December sort of stuff. Yeah. If you're going if you're losing quality and you can't shut the gate on every paddock, you know, so yeah. um yeah. Just to keep that quality and feed the soil in a different way. Right. Yeah. Um, another question, have you considered lucerne to help during the dry? Is that something you put mix. in your mix anyway? Yeah, I put it in my mix. Um, the, you know, again, it's a monoculture. It's a it's a um, legume that's fixing nitrogen, and you've got one one sugar going into the ground cane, so it's not really regenerative, yeah. if you know what I mean. So I just put it in my mix. Yeah, yeah. Is it does it compete all right in that? Uh, better, better to put it in your mix if you're um, have actually sprayed the paddock out. You know okay, what I mean. So it needs a bit of time to get going, eh? Yeah, it's got establishment's key for that. I do. I have. I've got a little bit here and there, and where I've just direct drilled into grass. But nah, better if you've sprayed it out. Um, yep. So next one, how do you graze your paddocks if you don't do classic residuals? How do you know to shut out silage? Good question. VVN, Vivian. So yeah, this is this is an interesting yeah. one. Yeah, I'm still learning, mate. Um, I mean, conventionally, I'm pretty much just conventionally grazing through carving and right through up to mating. You know, I've, we had bugger all grass cane, so we were overgrazing. Um, yeah, which is not that's not regenerative, but that's how what it was. That because our carving was so fast. Um, so what we do is we just slowly lift our residual and we want to keep our grass um, without seed head or without too much seed head, which might surprise quite a lot of people because once the, your grass goes to seed, the sugars stop going into the ground and the sugars go into the seed, yeah? yeah. So um, we try and keep the, you know, if we have to shut up more, more grass, we we try and keep it vegetative with just a little bit more residual than a 1500, you know, you're talking maybe 17 or 18. Yeah. 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 But it is a principle, I guess, to have some of that trampled in, um, so to speak, and, and broken down a little bit. Sort of. mm, I don't know if it's a principle, but that's more of a holistic grazing principle. Yeah. That's a whole nother yeah. separate. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. They do that on cover crops and that, but um, you want to do it once a year sort of thing. You don't want to do that all year on a dairy farm. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's just my, yeah. that's where I'm at at the moment. In five years, I might be doing that all the time. I don't know. I'm still yeah, learning. Yeah, money. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to know if you're doing yeah. the right thing, but yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. I think that's all the questions we've got. It's been um, bloody interesting. I'll be chucking this um, video up when I get round to it, either tonight or tomorrow. Um, if you do want, if you do have, or someone sees it and they um, have some questions, by all means, get in touch with me and I'll forward you on to the big mans. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for coming on. I knew, I know this will be uh, really interesting for a lot of people and it's probably something... Um, a lot of cockies need to see and at least I'll probably ask them ask themselves some questions I think is, is a good place to start isn't it you know are they um, you know in terms of looking to the future 
Um, you've got to sort of start with yourself and ask some questions of um, what's going on on your farm and what, what you think, where the future might sit um, with you. I think it's a good place to start, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. You know, you've got to have a reason for doing it, Kane. And if you're just slogging your guts out, you know, <laughs> if you're slogging your guts out and you, and you, you know, there's a lot of depression and then farming at the moment. I just think um, if you can get your head into regen ag, mate, it's quite exciting, you know, and and it could yeah. probably help quite a few people in that that way as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it seems to be quite a um, something that's talked about quite a bit in regen is the actual um, the people part of it. You know, the the person yeah. doing the you know having that mindset change and and enjoying enjoying what they do a bit more, eh? Yeah, that's right. You know, you you probably have it. Well, for us, we've got a shitload less time on uh, sick animals and problems. We don't, we don't, yeah. we don't have to think about. Well, oh, next month I'm going to have to put zinc. You know, there's no zinc treatments. There's no bloat oil. There's bugger all yeah. minerals going. You know, and it's and there's no milk fever. Well, no, that there was half a dozen. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. Well, it makes it enjoyable when you're not dealing with all that shit. Yeah, mm. <laughs> I can fucking imagine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll leave it there, guys. I know um, it's after nine now, and Jenny said my goes no good after nine, so we'll let you get back to her and give her a cuddle. Um, but if you want to, guys, please share it around, give it a like, whatever. Um, send us your questions, because um, that's, that's the whole point of this, I guess, me doing this. I don't get fucking paid for it. It's... It's trying to add value, I guess, to whoever whoever out there needs it or wants it or, or is seeking something. So um, appreciate all the support. Do share it around. Um, spread the love and um, be nice to each other, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, I think there's no more questions. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and sticking around. Um, and, yeah, have a good one, bro. Thank you very much. Yep, I'll catch you at Christmas. See you, boy. Catch you, bro.